I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, Saturday morning here, and I thought I'd go through some of the questions that were sent in by you guys on my Instagram story this week, ask for some podcast topics, we'll, have, we'll split this into two parts, one will be this morning, one will be tomorrow morning, so stay tuned for that, go through some of these questions. Now the first one comes from Glenn.Neil73, should the Storm have kept Hines instead of Pappy? For me, I think they have made the right decision with Pappy, I think people... We, we, we get very biased uh, because of recent form and whatnot. Obviously, Nico Hines has been unbelievable. Do remember, Pappy was a Clive Churchill medalist last year. Yeah, he was one of the premier fullbacks in our game. He was unlucky not to play State of Origin. I, I think Pappy is a tremendous talent. No doubt Nico Hines is as well. But you can't keep both of these guys. We've seen the high-end potential of Ryan Pappenhausen. You had to make a hard decision here. I think that if, if the roles were reversed... And Nico Hines was the guy that won the premiership last year and won the Clive Churchill. You probably let Pappy go, to be honest with you, but it was the timing of this situation where Pappy was in the system first. He's proven what, what his ceiling is. If it is his ceiling, it might even be higher, realistically. So I would have kept uh, Ryan Pappenhausen like the Melbourne Storm have done, but I understand the argument for Nico Hines. And obviously, it's a little bit easier after Pappy scored, what was it, three tries last night? Uh, and we look back to the old Pappenhausen. So a little bit easier in hindsight, but even if I would have answered this question when it was sent in three or four days ago, I still would have said Ryan Pappenhausen, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't think it would have been a bad call keeping Nico Hines either. But Pappy, he would have been my pick. Great question there from Glenn. Uh, Alcarp underscore up one. How do you like the Roosters next year? Love the Roosters heading into next year. I think this year will be fantastic for them. They gain a heap of experience. They've got a heap of guys that have played a lot more first grade than what they should have at this point. They've also unearthed some new talents. A heap of those middle forwards that we've seen over the last few weeks have been very impressive. Uh, The big standout for me is Egan Butcher. As you know, I've been talking about him for months and months, if not a year or so now, and he has been incredibly impressive. So I think they're heading in the right direction. They're obviously going to get Luke Keary back next year, which is unbelievable. You put Luke Keary back into any side, and I think they jump five 
five or six spots on the ladder realistically. Um, I think Luke Keary is an exceptional talent. They'll get Radley back next year. Hopefully he's changed his game a little bit so that he can be on the on the field more often. Uh, a heap of guys to come back, a heap of experience to return. And, you know, a guy like Sam Walker, he can now shift to 5'8", which I think will suit him a lot more. you got the kicking game of Keary returning. Uh, it's a really exciting time for the Sydney Roosters. They also get an entire preseason with the actual combinations that are going to be playing this year. It's just been try and survive every week, try and get your combos down pat as the week goes, whereas all the other teams that aren't that don't have the injury run of the Roosters, they've got what they learned, what they practiced all preseason, all that time leading up to it that's being put in. You, you have a look at Sam Walker and Drew Hutchinson. Yes, they were doing reps in the preseason, but they weren't doing the sort of reps that is expected of guys that are going to be first-grade halfbacks and 5'8s for the entire season. They've still managed to finish fifth or fourth, whatever it might be. An incredible effort, and I think they're going to be a serious problem for a lot of teams next year. The beauty of it as well is that they have got Trent Robinson. Coaching matters more than ever right now in rugby league for me. They've got one of the premier guys, and there's no doubt about it, he'll be really looking forward to next year, especially getting Luke Keary back. It's a name I keep coming back to. Very, very exciting times. I think also as well, obviously, James Tedesco, he's sort of lost that mantle this year as the best football back in our game. Turbo's taken that. Teddy's been unbelievable in a side that is missing a heap of talent. Next year when he gets his full squad back, I have no doubt Teddy will be really excited to take that challenge on and with a few more pieces around him, it could be anything. Namely, Luke Keary. So very exciting for the Sydney Roosters. I think they'll do very well next year, mate. Hey, this one is from D Janik ninety Mount Rushmore of grand final matches. Grand final matches, okay. So obviously you got to have nineteen eighty nine in there. That grand final was unbelievable. Uh, that's the first one I would have on my Mount Rushmore. The other one that I'll probably always remember that I, I think is pretty underrated as far as grand finals go. And obviously it was a blowout in the second half. Then it came closer. I think that two thousand and one grand final that was an unreal game as well. I always really liked that one. I'm not sure if it's making the Mount Rushmore. I'm just throwing a few out here. Uh, I also think back to probably that 2004 grand final. Whilst it wasn't the best game, it was just the narrative that led up to the 2004 grand final. It was unbelievable. The Sydney Roosters uh, and the Canterbury Bulldogs, we've been waiting for that grand final for two years. Uh, that was an unreal one. So many little individual matchups in that game that were massive. That one will be up there for me, but... The quality of that game probably wasn't as high as what the narrative was realistically. So a tough one there. I think back to like the 1991 grand final as well when the Panthers came back after losing in 1990, knocking over the Canberra Raiders. That one was unreal. You'd have to have 1997, the Manly Seagulls uh, taking on the Newcastle Knights. So I think I'd have 97 and 89. Those two would have to be there. You would have to have 2015, the Cowboys taking on the Broncos. So that's three spots taken up with one spot left. Um, geez, that last spot is going to be really tough. Unless there's one that I'm uh, one that I'm really missing out on. I'm sort of looking back through recent memory. Uh, obviously, you've got 2005, the West Tigers. That was an unreal one. 06, Brisbane. 07, 08, Melbourne, Manly. 09, you've got Parramatta. And the Melbourne Storm, 2010 Dragons, wasn't really much of a game. 2011 wasn't really much of a game either. 2012 against Canterbury, decent game. 13. 13 was a good game, to be honest with you. That, that, that Roosters versus Manly game, I really enjoyed that one. Manly went in with the lead at halftime. The Roosters just clicked into gear. I think that one would have to be up there. 2014, as far as the narrative goes with South Sydney, be right up there. 15, we've already got that one in. 
16. I reckon that game, the, the Melbourne Storm and the Cronulla Sharks, that grand final was unreal. Um, I thought that was a brewing game of football, real tough. Sort of wasn't the exciting brand of footy that a lot of people know and love. But for me, being a real traditionalist of the game, I thought that one was unreal. 17 was a blowout. 18 was a bit of a blowout to the Roosters. 19 was a really good grand final. 2020 last year was a bit of a weird one. Look, I, I would obviously have 89, 97 um, 2015. They'd be my big three on there. And then you'd have to find one more. I'm not sure what my last spot would be, to per- be perfectly honest with you. I always loved that 2004 grand final because I was there that night. The narrative was unreal leading up to it. That 2001 grand final, though, that one could put up a serious fight. So really tough to say the Mount Rushmore. I, I love that idea, though. That is a brilliant question. Uh, I would have those three. And then the fourth one, probably up to you, which narrative you go with there. Uh, bro, I want to see more alternate universe podcasts. Haven't done one in a while. Yeah, mate, spot on, Jacob. Uh, we clash a little bit on Instagram, but I always respect that you uh, you always come back and you re- you're normally pr- pretty respectful. Uh, I know that you do support what I do, even though you disagree with a lot of things I do, so I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, Jacob makes a good point. The alternate universe podcast, we used to do these all the time. We might have to bring them back. They were good fun. I enjoy doing those as well. Uh, GM Askick, Heathero, I assume that's Jason, um, I assume that's Hetherington from Canterbury. Placed on report eight times with zero charges this season. Can he ever shake his rep? Probably not. And I think it's just the reality of a guy like Hetherington, guys like Jared Ray Hargraves, Victor Radley. Uh, you know, the list goes on. There's been a lot of guys over um, the history of rugby league. I think Adrian Morley. I think um, who else? Probably like a guy like Mick Crocker. These sort of fellas that. Um, you know, when something does go wrong, when there's a 50-50 call, they do get penalised a little bit harder than other guys. But I think it's just the reality that their history plays a role. And you, you, you t- I think referees tend to kind of expect the worst out of these guys to some extent. So I think Jack Hetherington, he's probably going to carry this for his entire career, to be honest with you. I think that uh, one guy that has probably escaped out of that was James Fisher-Harris. He was one of these guys a couple of years ago, but he's just improved out of sight. So it can be done. But it is a t- t- tough, tough gig. It takes years and years of um, turning that attitude around to sort of change that opinion of people. And the reality is that if Jack Hetherington for the next 15 games doesn't give away a single penalty and then he has a high tackle where he gets sent off in his 16th game, that's the one that people remember because he's Jack Hetherington. So uh, a really tough gig, but I think that's probably just the reality of him moving forward. One from Stuart Gray. Do you see head protection becoming mandatory in our game? Probably one for the NRL physio, not for me. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does eventually, but I've sort of gathered that it doesn't make a massive difference. It helps, but I think as far as concussions goes, it doesn't really improve it out of sight. But once again, I'm not the person to ask about that. You should be going to the NRL physio to ask that question, Stuart, but I like the way that you're thinking there. Thoughts on Kevin Walters getting 12-month extension? Yeah, I don't mind it, mate. Um, I've heard a lot of positive and negative things about Kevin Walters, but I'm not inside that room, so it's really hard to get a read on what's going on up there. I think the last few weeks for Brisbane have been incredibly impressive. I'm tipping them to have an upset victory this week to send off Alex Glenn and Anthony Milford. Uh, I don't mind Kevin Walters staying there. I think it would be just anarchy if they did sack him. I think it would just cause trouble at the Brisbane system. But when you hire a coach, you know how it's going to end eventually. It might be in six months. It might be in two years. It might be in 10 years. It might be in 15 years. You don't know. But you are going to have to have a divorce at some point. The vast majority of them are pretty messy. So 
Interesting with Kevin Walters. I think they're going to give him as much time as they possibly can. He has got new troops arriving there next year that he has obviously recruited. So I think he should be given the opportunity to see what he can produce with those guys. You've obviously got Adam Reynolds arriving, Kurt Capel arriving. But you've also got like a Katoni Staggs back, which personally I think is going to be massive. You've got a Pat Carrigan back as well, which is going to be huge. So as much as they've only signed a halfback in a second row, they also get back a middle forward. They also get back a strike player out in the backs as well. So interesting times for Brisbane. I am happy to see Kevin Walters get another 12 months though no doubt about it uh, from the Sunshine Coast Falcons Weekly. Great page if you find the Sunshine Coast Falcons, and you probably should be because they're the feeder team to the Melbourne Storm. So a number of guys to follow through that system. Reserve-grade talents to watch. Now, look, I normally pride myself on watching reserve-grade games and being able to pick out little guys here and there. Egan Butcher's been one, you know, Harry Grant's, they, these sort of guys. Uh, and this is where I sort of get my advantage in a lot of my draft competitions because I know about the guys coming through. Lockie Elias makes his debut uh, later tonight, which is really exciting. He's another one I'm high on, same as Blake Taff. Uh, but look, there hasn't been any games on in New South Wales this year. so And there wasn't many last year. So it's sort of a bit of a black hole at the moment in the market. To be honest with you, mate, you'd probably know better than me in the Queensland Cup because you would watch all those games and whatnot. Um, I know there are a few talents up there, but I haven't seen as much of the Queensland Cup as what I would have liked this year, just with everything going on. So I'm really looking forward to next year once cup footy and everything gets back to usual and we can keep an eye on that. One guy I do like who's coming through the Rooster system, his name is Ronald Volkman. He's a uh, he, he's a 5'8 halfback. I've been watching him for a couple of years. I really do like him. The other kid that I like, and they actually played in the same team at Waverley College, so I saw them both at the same time, is the front rower um, coming off the bench for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Davey Moali. I think he's got a big future as well. So a couple of guys to look at there, but looking forward to when we get back to regular rugby league and regular cup footy so I can keep a closer eye on these guys. Um, what have we got? What position club do you see Nico Hines playing the majority of his career? Look, I spoke to Chris Funnery the other day, who is the CEO up there at the Sunshine Coast Falcons, and he said that he definitely thinks he's a 5'8". So I would have said fullback, uh, but he reckons 5'8". So, and Cronulla, they've seemingly signed him to play 5'8". So I would say he plays out the vast majority of his career at 5'8". I hope he does stay at the Sharks role. I would love to see them sign like a Mitchell Pierce to pair up with him. I think that would be a perfect little combination there. But Trindle's been playing some great footy. He just lacks that experience, which I think Nico Hines probably needs next to him. But I think he is going to spend a lot of time at the Cronulla Sharks, which is an, which is exciting. Okay, Ash Peterson, 85. Todd Payton under pressure. Are Cowboys ruthless? Or- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There is an inexcusable season. Yeah, I think TP, uh, big Rodney Payton up there, has to be under a little bit of pressure. I'm not really sure what he's doing with his side there. Um, you've obviously got Chad Townsend working in, walking in this year. Tom Dearden has arrived. Uh, he hasn't been overly successful. He won his first game in, I think, 11 at the Cowboys. Uh, Val Holmes is playing center now. Hammer is playing fullback. Tal Malolo is floating between front row and 13. I wish they'd just make him a front row and run with Donald Cotter at 13. I've spoken about this a few times. But, yeah, I, I think Todd Payton is definitely under a bit of pressure. And if they don't turn it around next year, it's going to be a very interesting place to be, North Queensland. 
Roosters' chances for 2021 and in general for top-performing teams. Ryland, Tomo, 15. Yeah, mate, I, I don't think the Roosters can win the comp, but I think they'll definitely be competitive, mate. As for the other sides, I've got the Melbourne Storm and the Manly Seagulls in the grand final, but I think it'll be Manly or Penrith to take on Melbourne in the grand final. I think they will be there. Way too early. Top 10 Supercoach draft picks for 2022. Good God. Zach underscore Hay. Great question. Uh, probably have to go a little bit deeper into this later on because I'll have to sit down and work this out. But I think Tom Travojevic, he has to be standout number one. I think Nathan Cleary is standout number two. I think Teddy uh, getting all of his the rest of his team back next year, you would have to think he would be around that three or four mark, probably with Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, for me, Cody Walker, he was in my top six last year. I think he drops back a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about him without Adam Reynolds. Latrell Mitchell, uh, I'm not as high as him as a lot of my mates are, but he's obviously going to take the goal kicking for South Sydney. I'm worried about him without Adam Reynolds as well, but he has just got that high end potential plus the goal kicking. That will definitely help his cause. Um, you look at a guy like David Vafita, he'll probably still be in the top 10 somewhere just for his ceiling. He's probably at the back end of the pack though, realistically. Nico Hines will be the interesting guy next year. I probably wouldn't be going too early on Nico Hines, obviously leaving Melbourne. That'll play a really big role there. Um, yeah, It's really hard to go through the top 10 off the top of my head here, mate, to be honest with you. But you obviously want to have as many of those high ceiling guys as you possibly can. It'll be interesting to see where like a Ruben Garrick goes for example. Uh, he's a guy that's you know, he's just got so much potential, but you're obviously, you're relying on him scoring tries every week, which he's scoring plenty of them, no doubt about it, especially as Turbo is playing, but it just becomes difficult um, to work out, you know, if, if you're willing to rely on him each and every week, it's going to be very, very tough there. I'm just opening up the uh, highest point scorers from this season at the moment, and obviously... Uh, this is sort of just going off most points scored. Guys at the top there, you've obviously got James Tedesco, Nathan Cleary in the top 10, Tom Travoyevich that I mentioned, Cody Walker's third overall most points here. He's played 22 games. They were fair wacky games. Isaiah Papali'i's up there. I don't think you could go him in the top 10 realistically. Uh, Adam Dway, he's a guy that could get close. He's averaged like 70 seven or something this year. It's been very impressive. Uh, yeah, Brandon Smith. Uh, I think Harry Grant, depending on how they want to use Harry Grant next year, he could definitely be in that top 10. It's just a bit of a worry how they are going to use him and how it's going to work with Brandon Smith. But Harry playing, realistically, ha Harry playing 60 minutes is, you know, much better than vast majority of hookers playing 80. So he's got to give you some considerations. Cameron Munster, I mean, he's played nowhere near his highest ability this year, and he's averaged 74. I mean, if Cameron Munster was to do what Cameron Munster can do and we, what he's capable of doing, that could so easily turn into 85 or 90. So Cameron Munster, he's probably a pun. He's probably a mid-range guy in the top 10. I think Brian Toho becomes a top 10 player next year, without a doubt. He could even sneak into the top five or six. He's obviously averaging 79 points this year. He's in a team that scores points. He's in a, a cracking edge there as well. So he's a guy that'll be right up there, I think. Uh, you guys like Angus Crichton, and these sort of fellas, they might be the low end of the top 10, but really hard to get a read on those sort of guys. Um, yeah, so look, the, the top 10 is really difficult. As I said, I'll have to go into more detail on this and sit down and, and uh, crunch the numbers properly in the offseason. But those are the sort of guys I'd be looking at. And I think if the rules don't change, it is realistically Tom Travoyevich, you want one. Nathan Cleary, you want two. Everyone else under that, you probably are pushing shit uphill trying to win this competition realistically in your draft comp. So it's going to be very, very difficult next year if you don't have one of those top two guys. I would probably have 
Tappy as my next best simply because he's goal kicking at the Melbourne Storm. That's going to be a big plus. James Tedesco, probably my next guy after that. But as I said, I'm going to have to go a little bit deeper on all of these in the offseason to give you a proper answer for that one, mate. Uh, guys, that's the end of our first session of these questions. We've got about 15 more to go. We'll have them dropping on the podcast tomorrow morning for you guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.